young, I'd listen to the radio. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Bob Trout speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Mutual. This is ABC Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Same Time, Same Station. Larry and John Gassman with you. And this time around, we're looking at Paul Whiteman. And I believe this is part four. And on this program, we'll hear a Perry Huntoon in about an hour or so as we look back at recorded Bing Crosby. And the first program does not star Bing Crosby, but it does star Paul Whiteman in a program called the Paul Whiteman Hour. Not too many of these exist. I think we have maybe four. This is an ABC run from 1946. And they look at Bing Crosby, play some tunes, talk to some people. Let's go back and hear the Paul Whiteman Hour. It's uh, just under an hour with uh, people paying tribute to Bing Crosby, who would start his Philco Radio Time program on the ABC Radio Network in just a few days. Back to October 13, 1946, in the Paul Whiteman Hour. Listen to this sound, America. That's the sound that changed the course of popular music and made America the popular music center of the world. The course of American music is still changing. New styles, new stars, new composers. To keep you abreast of the times and to bring you the best in music, ABC proudly presents its musical director, the Dean of Modern American Music, Paul Whiteman in The Whiteman Hour. Thanks, Doug Browning. Thanks very much. As promised, tonight we're going to salute an occasion that makes me very happy. On ABC's network, this Wednesday will be known as Wednesday, October 16th, B.C., meaning Bing Crosby around these yard diggings, and each Wednesday thereafter will be Bing's Day to his millions of radio fans. Yes, sir, on Wednesday, Bing will bloom in his hearty perennial way for my old Alma Mammy, the Philco Corporation, and we're mighty glad of it. So our full hour of entertainment this evening will be interspersed with music identified with him and a few stories that, uh, well, I've never told before, in which Bingo, of course, is the leading character. Among those gathered to pay tribute to Bing Crosby are Eugenie Baird, Johnny Thompson, the Buddy Weed Trio, pianist Earl Wilde, Tony Tranquina, who climbs our stairway to the stars from Chicago, and, of course, the Whiteman Orchestra and Chorus. Right now, we feature the last mention in a new and different rhythm arrangement of the theme song that has topped them all for years. <laughs> So 
that was wonderful, Paul. The minute you hear that song, memories start running through your head of other songs that Bing made great. Wasn't Louise one of his first solos? That's right, Johnny Thompson. That song comes from the days when Bing was running around with rompers. The rompers were named Harry Barris and Al Rinker, and collectively they were known as the Paul Whiteman Rhythm Boys. Up until Louise, Bing did hardly any solo work with the trio. And the great novelty of the record they made of the song was the touch of informality Bing introduced to recording. Yes, he took recordings out of the cut-and-dried groove by talking part of them and even having sound effects. Yeah, that's what I mean. See, I can still hear the telephone ring on that record and then Bing answer and talk to Louise before launching into his solo. So can I, Johnny, but here we are just bumping our gums. So about how about lending an ear to the Johnny Thompson version of Louise? Every little breeze seems to whisper Louise Birds in the trees seem to twitter Louise Each little rose tells me it knows I love you Love you Every little beat that I feel in my heart Seems to repeat what I felt at the start Each little sigh Tells me that I adore you, Louise. Just to see and hear you is joy I never knew. But to be so near you thrills me through and through. Anyone can see why I wanted your kiss. It had to be. But the wonder is this Can it be true Someone like you Could love me Louise Thank you, Johnny Thompson. You and Louise really make a right smart couple. Say, Paul, three of your boys are getting up and leaving their places. This isn't mutiny, is it? Perish forbid, Doug. You're seeing the Buddy Weed trio getting themselves ready to be measured for a microphone. And if anyone tries to weed my orchestra, they're going to have to wrestle me. <laughs> you think a lot of the boys, huh? I think a lot of all my boys, Doug. Believe me, I say that a leader is only as great as the men he surrounds himself with. And you can pencil that in, pencil that in your old sombrero. I've been mighty lucky through the years and don't think that I'm apt to forget it. Take Buddy Weed, for example. I believe Buddy did a four-year hitch for Uncle Sam, didn't he, Paul? That's right, Doug, and I know Uncle Sam's need was greater than mine. But I sure was glad to see him come back. Buddy's been filling the piano bench as no one else can. On the side, he's been getting kicks with his trio. Tommy Kay on the electric guitar and Felix Joby on the string bass. We're going to pass a few of those kicks along to our listeners right now as the Buddy Weed trio play an original by Buddy himself. Strangely enough, titled Showcase Shuffle. <laughs> Thank you. 
Paul, your boys live up to everything you say about them. Does the same thing hold true of your girls? Well, I couldn't have a better example than the one who teamed up with Bing for quite a spell on his radio program of last year. Seems to me she fits right into our salute to the Gonzaga Gargoyle. Ladies and gentlemen, Eugenie Baird. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Paul, I'm ashamed of you calling Bing Crosby a Gonzaga Gargoyle. His movies have made feminine hearts flutter for years. Jeannie, you've led me right into an unpublished story I'm going to tell on Bing. Don't you be mean to him now. Oh, it wasn't me who was mean. It was a big movie producer who made a specialty of college pictures back in the days when Bing was singing with the band. I suggested that he consider the groaner for his pictures, and he said, Paul, are you nuts? With those milk bottle hips, those big paws of his, and his cocker spaniel ears, He'd never stand a chance in the movies. Oh, you'd better not name that producer or we girls will just tear him apart. Oh, no fear. I won't tell on him. And now how about a song, Jeannie? Well, I'd love to salute Bing with a tune that I think really made the country Crosby conscious. After he sang it, it seemed to always be a man's song, but I don't know why a girl can't surrender to, so I'm going to sing I Surrender Well, I don't know why the men should have a lease on that song, so go ahead and break the lease.
Sung like a true songbird. And now we turn from vocal to instrumental music as we feature the strings, the reeds, and the burnished brass. In a strings, reeds, and burnished brass arrangement of the nursery rhyme classic, London Bridge.
I hear that Chicago is barring your stairway to the stars, Paul. What's up? Well, seems they're out to show us that we haven't got a corner on the talent market here in New York, Doug. When I started out with the stairway to the stars, I made the statement that there were plenty of talented people from coast to coast who needed just a little break to put them in the big time. Well, out in the American broadcasting station, WLS, they shouted hallelujah. Ship us out your stairway, C-O-D. Well, who do they have in mind out there, Paul? A lad I've been hearing a lot about named Tony Tranquina. I hear tell that Tony has been making thousands of sets of toes curl up in thousands of pairs of bobby socks. I think it's time we looked into it. Well, now, how are you going to work it, Paul? Even in these modern times, I can't quite picture a jet-propelled Whiteman making it out there and back during the course of this program. Well, no need for that, Doug. Uh, probably take two jets anyway. <laughs> you see, I'm well represented out there by a Whiteman alumni, Harold Stokes, ABC's Chicago program manager. For my end of the deal, the major recording companies have the same wires from me that bore such abundant fruit in the case of Joe Mooney two weeks ago. So now let's hear from Harold Stokes and his protege out in Chicago. Thank you, Pops. Out here in Chicago, we think Tony Tranquina is a wonderful singing prospect for your stairway to the stars. Yes, sir, Tony has a voice that's making all the bobby soxes sit up and take notice. And we feel that with the right break, this lad will really go places. I'd like you to meet the young fella. So here he is, 19-year-old Tony Tranquina. Thank you, Mr. Stokes, for the introduction. And I'd like to thank Mr. Whiteman for this opportunity to sing on this program. Well, Tony, we're not going to let you just sing. We'd like everyone to know a little bit more about you, how you started singing, and what you intend to do with your career in radio. Gee, Mr. Stokes, couldn't I just sing first? <laughs> well, all right, Tony. First a song, and then we'll talk. What's it going to be? I'd like to sing that popular ballad, More Than You Know. Well, I'm sure that Rex Moffin and the orchestra will cooperate with the downbeat, Tony. Goodbye, 
more than I'd show, more than you Mighty fine, Tony. Now, suppose you step up here and tell me when you started your singing career. Well, Mr. Stokes, it was a few years ago in high school. I had my own jazz band, and besides handling the drumsticks, I'd take over the vocal chores, too. Oh, that'd be at Austin High School, wouldn't it? Yes, sir, right here in Chicago. And after you left high school, what did you do? (laughs) That's a little embarrassing, Mr. Stokes. You see, the police were looking for me. The police? Yes, it was all a mistake. You see, I started out for Ann Arbor, Michigan for a vacation... But instead, my band and I ended up in Denver, Colorado, playing an engagement. I forgot to tell my parents about the change. (laughs) Well, you had to be scared for a minute, too, Tony. Well, I tell you, I think that I can bring your career right up to date from there on in. Oh, you mean our teenage show, Junior Junction, on Saturday morning, coast to coast, over ABC, plug, plug? (laughs) Plug, plug, that's right. You know, you're certainly pleasing the guys and gals with your fine singing on that show, Tony. Thanks, Mr. Stokes. Hope I can keep it up. And here's just a little more information for the girls and the talent scouts. Tony's quite a fine-looking boy. Dark hair, about 5 feet 11, and by the way, wears bow ties. Say, Mr. Stokes, you're embarrassing me. Oh, you're too bashful, Tony. But I know you're not bashful when it comes to singing. Oh, I like to sing, but when all those girls ask me for my autographs after a broadcast, it scares me. Well, look at Bing Crosby. He's used to it. Bing's my boy. Well, you're certainly not by yourself there. I'll say not. I hope that I, that I can achieve half the success that he has. Well, Tony, you're on your way. And to think you have a mighty fine voice. We all do. Now, how about another song? Swell. I'd rather sing than talk. All right. What are you going to sing this time? It's a swell new song called Linger in My Arms. All right. Go ahead and croon, Tony, and we'll swoon. <laughs> Mr. Stokes, and thank you, Mr. Whiteman. Well, Paul, that was Chicago's 19-year-old singing sensation of the Bobby Sox Brigade, Tony Tranquina. And I hope that you and all the folks listening in liked him. And now, back to Paul Whiteman in New York. Thank you, Harold Stokes, and I can assure you that your Stairway to the Stars candidate, Tony Tranquina, has made a big hit with us back here. And we're going to keep a phone clear backstage, and if we have anything to report... We'll report it before we leave the air. 
Before continuing with the second half of the Paul Whiteman Hour, we pause for station identification. Now here again is your host, the Dean of Modern American Music, Paul Whiteman. As we celebrate the arrival of Bing Crosby on the American Broadcasting Company's network this Wednesday, I am reminded of another Whiteman alumni who was a little before Bing's time with the band. All Americans owe him a great debt for his gift of music, and I owe him more than anyone. His name was George Gershman, and in his early days, he was the solo pianist of the Whiteman Orchestra on its first concert tour. One way that I think I can pay part of my debt to George is to keep on the alert for piano genius and when I find it, to do my best to give it recognition. I think we have such genius in the talents of the young American pianist Earl Wilde. Earl has just returned from a very successful concert tour through Canada, and it is my pleasure to present him at this time. The orchestra with Mr. Wilde at the piano will bring us a piano fantasy based on the famous Grieg Piano Concerto.
Thank you, Earl Wilde, for a really inspirational performance. And now, a now and then spot coming up. <laughs> We're really going from the sublime to the ridiculous. I think, I think it kind of fits with our salute to Bing Crosby, though, Paul. Because you told me that uh, Bing always got a big kick out of Mike Pingator on the banjo. That's right, Doug, and that's why I'm including this particular now and then in this program. Bing used to call Mike the devil, and he got a terrific kick out of hearing him play Wabash Blues. So we're going to play it just as it sounded when Bing used to be with the band. All right, devil, give your all for the groaner. the then version, Paul, but even right now, that arm motion of Mike Pigatore's is something to watch. Well, at his speed, I think he could cut the seven-year itch down to a quick weekend. Yeah, Mike always was a, Mike always was a showstopper, Doug. But times change, and about all they use banjos for nowadays is to make clocks. But believe me, if they made a banjo clock out of Mike's old instrument, I'd lay anything that would keep perfect time. But now let's see how Wabash Blue sounds with its face lifted.
on Bing Crosby's show, I remember he once said that you nearly let Stardust and Hoagie Carmichael get away from you. That's right, Jeannie. I was saved on that deal by a tired-out phonograph. Well, that sounds like a story we'd all like to hear. Well, Jeannie Bing and some of his pals told me about an Indianapolis boy with a great gift for unusual melody and brought me a record of a tune called Washboard Blues that Hoagie had recorded with five or six of his college pals. Well, I wound up my old spring-driven phonograph and listened to the record. But I really didn't like it because it sounded something like this. Yes, sir, in those days each guy was trying to play faster and hotter than the other guy and the record sounded pretty frantic. I was quite disappointed and so as not to embarrass the boys and to spar for a little more time, I started the record again. But by now, the spring had begun to run down and the washboard blues started to sound a little more like this. Well, the slower it got, the better I liked it. In fact, I liked it so much, I asked to meet Hope. I met him and asked him to play and sing for me. I thought he was singing so unusual, I invited him to come to Chicago with us as we were going to make records. And at that session, we made a record of Washboard Blues with Hoagie singing the lyrics. Well, I didn't see much of Hoagie for a while after that, but I knew he was doing all right because Mildred Bailey, who incidentally Bing brought into the band, was singing it with us at the time, and she brought me a song Hoagie had written, one I'm sure you'll all remember. Yes, it was old rocking chairs got me. Such a good song. Mildred's been using it for a theme ever since. Well, I guess I've talked about everything except Hoagie's greatest hit, Stardust. But after all, what is there to say? It's a great song. So great, in fact, that our research reveals it stands at the top of the list of hundreds of songs we've checked. Yes, Hoagie Carmichael Stardust is known and loved by everyone. And here's Eugenie Baird with the orchestra and the chorus to sing it for you. Sometimes I wonder why I spend the lonely night dreaming of a song. This melody haunts my reverie, and I am once again with you. When our love was new And each kiss an inspiration But that was long ago And now my consolation Is in the start Melody. Melody. 
I know we'll be guilty of rushing the season a bit, Paul, but uh, I don't think a salute to Bing would be complete without White Christmas. And you're right, Doug, and that's why we programmed it for this spot. You know, when that picture came out, I can remember sitting through the show at the Paramount Theater twice just to hear him sing that song. Well, and that reminds me of another untold story, Doug. Did you know that in that very same Paramount Theater, they gave me a hard and fast rule. No solos by Bing Crosby. Oh, they'd let him sing with the Rhythm Boys, but no solos. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I'm not. But here's the payoff. Two years later, they paid Bing $6,500 a week for a personal appearance. Well, <laughs> that's really one for the book. Paul, let's have the Whiteman Orchestra and Chorus in White Christmas while I dream about the day they pay me a couple of G's to announce a program. <laughs>
I guess that about puts the lid on it for tonight, Paul. Oh, not until I take time to say what a pleasure it's been presenting this tribute to one of my favorite boys. When the American Broadcasting Company welcomes Bing Crosby to the fold Wednesday night, they'll welcome a man whose hat size never changed as he grew bigger every year. The only thing that grew in proportion was his heart. And now as I take a look at the lineup for next week, I see all our regulars on hand, Eugenie Barrett, Johnny Thompson, the Whiteman Orchestra and Chorus, and Al Galadera, saxophonist. Extraordinary. I just had a, letter, a little message here. What is oh, our Chicago, Chicago tie line operator just called to tell us that Frank Helsing of Helsing's Vaudeville Restaurant has just made a bid for Tony Tranquino to appear in his stage review sometime in the very near future. Well, that's wonderful. As I was about to say, Al will be another deserving young artist ready to take his first step by the stairway to the stars. And, and so until then, until next Sunday, this is Paul Whiteman saying good night and thanks for coming. That message must have thrown me. <laughs> The Paul Whiteman Hour is brought to you every week at this time by the American Broadcasting Company. Listen again next Sunday when the Dean of Modern American Music will be back with his orchestra, his chorus, his special guests, and his singing stars, Eugenie Baird and Johnny Thompson. And listen every Sunday afternoon when Johnny Thompson stars in his own ABC show. The Paul Whiteman Hour is written by Ward Byron. <laughs> All Whiteman Hour is directed by Dick Charles. This is Doug Browning speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. The Paul Whiteman Hour. Good show. Fun to listen to. And uh, it ran just uh, just for a brief while on ABC. In just a moment, we'll hear Perry Huntoon, but here's a way to link up with our show. Same time, comma, same station. You can call us during normal business hours, area code 714-449-1958, or there's always email, LarryGassman1 at gmail.com. And I'm John Gassman at gmail.com.